The friends and partners of Kevin Inman Ministries present Contenders Radio with Pastor Kevin Inman. Pastor Kevin is committed to equipping you to earnestly contend for the faith. For more information on Pastor Kevin and Contenders Radio, please visit our website at www.kevininman.org. That's www.kevininman.org. Hello and welcome to today's edition of Contenders Radio. I'm your host, Kevin Inman, and we are back in the studios once again talking about the doctrine of election. That's right, the doctrine of election. And if you missed part one, please let me encourage you to go back and listen to part one. It came out just a couple of days ago. You can get all the information there on our website, kevininman.org. That's kevininman.org or contendersradio.com. Go to the radio slash podcast uh, tab and you'll find all the shows there. So you can subscribe while you're at it. Go ahead and subscribe to the uh, podcast. That way you can catch it there. But also know that we are in a number of markets across the country. Um, whew, can't even remember how many now, but there was just a number of more stations added. Omaha, Nebraska, a second station in Pensacola, uh, somewhere in Kansas, I think Topeka, Kansas, and a number of other places all picked up uh, Contenders Radio as well. So we are very blessed to uh, be broadcasting this way, having the chance to share the gospel of Jesus Christ with others out there in the world today. So thank you for your support, and uh, we will continue to do this as often as we are able, hopefully doing at least two new episodes every week. Every Tuesday and Thursday now will be the schedule, every Tuesday and Thursday. And whew, I'm already out of breath. Also, don't forget that we also do a video uh, teaching series, myself and my friend Brad Wilson from church here with me, Grace Point at Eagle Heights Church. We do something called The Long and the Short of It, where we go through some different topical kind of things. Um, we've talked about the seven churches of Revelation. We just finished up talking this past week about election, and that's what we're talking about right now as well, so it coincides there. A little bit different take we took on uh, that video, so be sure and check that out. You can find us on YouTube. Uh, just look for my name, Kevin Inman, or the long and the short of it uh, with Kevin Inman, Brad Wilson. Uh, you ought to be able to find us one way or the other. It's also uh, there is a link on the website, kevininman.org. You should be able to find it there or from our church website as well, G-P-E-H, as in Grace Point, Eagle Heights, gphchurch.com. Now, before we get started with part two, let me just remind you that you can enjoy, as I am right now, in my long and the short of it mug, I'm enjoying a nice warm beverage, some Island Brow coffee. I have uh, the marooned blend. I call it the pastor's blend, but it's officially called maroon and our marooned, excuse me, everything's got an island feel to it. But uh, if you go to islandbrowcoffee.com and you order, place an order, I would again encourage you to get the marooned blend. That's my personal favorite. It is uh, uh, real earthy, smoky with a little citrusy after bite to it, if you will. And so it's really good. I really, really enjoy it. But if you would order from islandbrowcoffee.com, all online orders that you place, and then enter a discount code 
Contenders, with an S, Contenders, C-O-N-T-E-N-D-E-R-S, in that discount code, you will receive a 400% discount. I'm just kidding. I think it's 20% off that you will receive from islandbrowcoffee.com. And all orders over $35 receive free shipping. What a bargain. That is a great bargain. But contenders in the discount code area for 20% off that order. And so I uh, just appreciate you supporting um, my good pal there at islandbrowcoffee.com. Well, last time on Contenders Radio, we were talking about the doctrine of election, and that is exactly what we're going to pick up on today right after this. You are now listening to Contenders Radio with Pastor Kevin Inman. Very good. We are back and talking about the doctrine of election. Now, last time we st- we, we began talking about this, and obviously this is a, a tremendously um, in-depth doctrine. We see that it running its course, Old and New Testaments alike. And so we're not going to cover everything even in one or two episodes of this broadcast. But we talked last time about how election is part of God's eternal decree. It's from eternity past. It's from uh, God's own sovereign prerogatives. I mean, it is it is his choice to do the choosing or not. We also saw that election places individuals within the covenant of grace. It's not just for a nation. It's even individuals who are chosen of God. And then we saw, finally, that election is not on the basis of merit. Again, it's God's sovereign choice. And so that's what we looked at last time. So be sure and go back and listen to episode uh, number 31, Contenders number 31, that is part one of the doctrine of election. And so for today, let's begin by talking about how God's election, the election of his people, is the foundation of his saving action. That's where we left off last time. And so I want to pick up right there. Election of his people, the election by God of people is the foundation of his saving work, of the saving action. It's not independent from it or anything like that. We still have have a role to play here, obviously. We have to choose to believe. We'll see more about that in just a moment. But just note this. First of all, election does not suspend God's use of the means of salvation. So this is something that encompasses all the means of salvation. For instance, in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verses 13 and 14, 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verses 13 and 14. This is actually our passage coming up for uh, our services this Sunday at Grace Point at Eagle Heights. This is where we have left off in our verse-by-verse study of First and Second Thessalonians. But I, I noticed this this week. We, it says, but we should always give thanks to God for you, brethren, beloved by the Lord, because God has chosen you from the beginning for salvation through sanctification, by the Spirit and faith in the truth. It was for this he called you through our gospel that you may gain the glory of our Lord Jesus Christ. Now, once again, let's look at that because there is a lot therein. So let me let me back up and let's just take note of all of this these different aspects that are brought into our salvation. He says, Paul speaking to the Christians in Thessaloniki, He says, verse 13, But we should always give thanks to God for you, brethren, beloved by the Lord, because God has chosen you from the beginning for salvation through sanctification by the Spirit and faith in the truth. It was for this he called you through our gospel that you may gain the glory of our Lord Jesus Christ. Now, again, a lot there. We're going to more detail about these two verses 
Um, when we get here on Sunday morning, that's coming up this Sunday at Grace Point at Eagle Heights. And so um, you can always, uh, if you're not from this area, if you're not local, uh, you can always go to our website, gpehchurch.com, and look at the sermon tab, and you can find out more information about this. We'll see how Paul contrasts the lawless with the saved this coming Sunday at Grace Point at Eagle Heights Church. And so you can find it there on the sermon tab. But just note all that's involved here in God's choosing, in God's sovereign election. And remember, uh, this word election is the Greek word eklegomai, um, so, or eklegomai. And so eklegomai is, is Greek for God's choice, his choosing, his sovereign picking, choosing for oneself, to pick, to elect. And so uh, as we saw in Ephesians 1, 4, it's that act of God before the foundation of the world. So before you and I were, God was and God did choose and pick who would come to salvation um, in him. And so saying that, again, just reminding us that God's picking from the beginning for salvation is through sanctification by the Spirit and in faith of the truth. He called us through the gospel. And so the means of salvation are not suspended. They're not um, overran or are done away with because of the ideal of election. Election involves the very aspect of saving by grace alone, through faith alone, uh, in Christ alone, but it's through this gospel alone, the gospel of Jesus Christ. We see that in Ephesians chapter 2, verses 8 and 9, uh, well, and, and even into 10. It says, For by grace you've been saved, as we just said, by grace you've been saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, it's the gift of God, not as a result of works, so that no one may boast. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand so that we would walk in them. So election does not suspend um, God's use of the means of salvation. He uses uh, grace. He uses the faith. He uses the gospel call to bring people into salvation by way of his sovereign election of them. James 1.18 says, In the exercise of his will... He brought us forth by the word of truth so that we would be a kind of first fruits among his creatures. You see, God uses the word. He uses his word, the word of God, the word of truth, as James calls it here, to bring about the act in time of election, that idea, that doctrine, that tenet of truth, election, that election process. And so First Peter chapter 1, verse 2, the same idea. Second Peter, or excuse me, First Peter chapter 1, verse 2 says, According to the foreknowledge of God the Father, by the sanctifying work of the Spirit, to obey Jesus Christ and be sprinkled with his blood, may grace and peace be yours to the fullest measure. So it's according to the foreknowledge of God, by the sanctifying work of the Spirit, to the obeying of Jesus Christ and being sprinkled with his blood. And it goes on. But the ideal is that this still this idea of election isn't separate from the other from 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 rather the avenue of salvation it's part of that very thing the the very um aspects of the means of salvation are through the election process it's all part of that very thing secondly for today Note that election works in tandem with the call of the gospel. So very specifically, 
the, the, the election process works with, it works in tandem with the call of the gospel. Matthew 22, remember verse 14, for many are called, but few are chosen. So this idea of the calling, the being chosen, this is part of that gospel call. And so it's, it works with that. Romans 8, 29 and 30. Romans chapter 8, verses 29 and 30. The Word of God says, For those whom he foreknew, this is a beautiful passage, this golden thread here, right? Um, so we see that um, uh, those he foreknew, he also predestined to become conformed to the image of his Son, so that he would be the firstborn among many brethren. And these whom he predestined, he also called. And these whom he called, he also justified. And these whom he justified, he also glorified. Folks, there's this golden thread and this chain of salvation and election is part of that. And it's it works hand in hand, in tandem with the call of the gospel. So the gospel message goes forth. That's why Paul says in Romans 1, 16, I'm not ashamed of the gospel for it is the power of God unto the salvation of all who believe. For the Jew first and then for the Gentiles. And so the gospel message, that call goes forth of the gospel and and we receive it. We believe it. Now obviously because God has already elected us to belief. And so so that's part of it, but it's not separate from it. And so we get in trouble oftentimes when we start talking theology and we start trying to define these terms and talk about election or foreknowledge and, and these different things, adoption, all, all, all of these different technical um, uh, terms that have to do with salvation. And so we try to separate and isolate, and we wind up uh, sometimes, and sadly, uh, it happens more often than it than 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 not. But but sadly, sometimes, so many times, we we begin to to taint what the scriptures have really clearly taught about those different aspects, and we do that when we try to isolate and separate and divide all these different things one for another. But salvation is from God. Election is just one part of that. It's the part where God, before the foundation of the world, sovereignly picked, sovereignly chose those whom would believe and receive the message of the gospel. They would hear the call of the gospel. Another point to consider today, dear friends, is that election is evidenced through a positive response to the gospel, just just like we just just mentioned, that we we have that response to the gospel. We have to respond affirmatively uh, for this election to uh, take place in time in our lives. I keep saying in time because obviously God's outside of time; He's beyond time. He's the creator of time. He's not constrained by um, he, He's not limited by the constraints of time. We might say. But it's evidenced, election is evidenced in time when we respond rightly, positively, affirmatively to the gospel call. We saw that in 1 Thessalonians chapter 1, verses 4 and 5, where the Word of God says this, Knowing, brethren, beloved by God, His choice of you. For our gospel did not come to you in word only, but also in power and in the Holy Spirit, and with full conviction, just as you know what kind of men we prove to be among you for your sake." So the gospel call comes forth. We see God's choice. You know, he says, Beloved of God, God's choice of you. For the gospel did not come in word only, but in power, the Holy Spirit, with full conviction. And so they were convicted. It, it took hold of them, and there is a response to the gospel. That's why in John chapter 6, um, verse 40, says, For this is the will of my Father, that everyone who beholds the Son and believes in Him will have eternal life, and I myself will raise Him up on the last day. 
Now, if we just read that verse, we may be tempted to think, well, see, we have to believe before God picks us. But let's back up to verse 37. Back up to verse 37 where the Word of God says this, John 6, 37. We'll read on down through verse 40 again. He says, excuse me, he says, All that the Father gives me will come to me, and the one who comes to me I will certainly not cast out. For I have come down from heaven not to do my own will, but the will of him who sent me. This is the will of him who sent me, that all that he has given me I lose nothing, but raise it up on the last day. For this is the will of my Father, that everyone who beholds the Son and believes in him will have eternal life. And I myself will raise him up on the last day. Do you see what's going on here, dear friends? Beloved, listen. All that the Father gives Christ come to Christ. He loses none, not any. He, 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 he delivers them all the way, as we read earlier, all the way unto glorification. Romans 8, again, verses 29 and 30. Those um, uh, he predestined, he also called. Those whom he called, he justified. And those whom he justified, he also glorified. All the way to the completion, the fulfillment of our salvation. All the way to glorification. And so that's what's in view here in John 6, 37 through 40. God the Father gives to the Son those who will be saved. And all of those that He gives, Christ will lose none, but will give them eternal life. And He says, everyone who beholds the Son and believes in Him will have eternal life. So there's our part. And so our positive response to the gospel, that is evidence of God's election, of His saving election. And therefore, when we take all of these things into consideration, and, and, and again, there's so much more that we could talk about here, but, but I want to I turn a corner here for a moment and, and begin to notice what the results will be of this election process. And so, again, just remember, as we, as we started our time together um, talking about election on the previous episode, we saw that, that election is from eternity. We saw that election is God's sovereign prerogative. It's His choice whom He elects, right? It um, takes place. Election takes place in individuals, not just nations, but individuals. Election is not on the basis of any merit. It comes from God. And so today we began talking about how, how His election is the foundation of all saving action of his saving of of all of us it's his act that 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 predates that that presupposes that that begins the saving process okay and so election does not then suspend the means of salvation his use of the means of salvation but it works in tandem with the call of the gospel and it's evidenced through a positive response to the gospel so when we behold the son and believe as john 6 40 said, right, then we are affirming, our positive response is affirming that call of God upon us, that saving, that choice that He has made for us. And so that does a couple things. Number one, that gives us a motive for praise. Election is just that. It's a motive for praise. And I want you to notice something in Romans chapter 11. Romans 11, beginning at verse 28, it says this, from the standpoint of the gospel, they are enemies for your sake, but from the standpoint of God's choice, they are beloved for the sake of the fathers, for the gifts of the calling of God are erect, um, erect, <laughs> I can't even say this word, irrevocable. <laughs> for just as you once were disobedient to God, but now have been shown mercy because of their disobedience, so these also now have been disobedient, that because of the mercy shown to you, they also may be shown mercy. For God has shut up all 
um, in disobedience so that he may show mercy to all. Oh, I love this part. Oh, the depth of the riches, both of the wisdom and the knowledge of God. How unsearchable are his judgments and unfathomable his ways. For who has known the mind of the Lord or who became his counselor or who has first given to him that it might be paid back to him again? For from him and through him and to him are all things. To him be the glory forever. Amen. You see, election is is a motive for praise. God does the saving before time. I mean, outside of time, beyond time, before the foundation of the world, God sovereignly chose you before you were Christian. He did the same for me as a Christian in Christ. He he saved us before we were born. That's why I, I love Jeremiah chapter 1. Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. I set you apart. I appointed you to be a prophet unto the nation. So, so Jeremiah is a great example of God's picking of certain ones to be his and to do his bidding to 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 live out his his will for his glory and ultimately for our good but we see the same idea in Ephesians chapter 1 really verses 3 through 14 i mentioned last time it's it's one long sentence and and i, I know that um um reading all of these verses what some 11 verses here seems lengthy and 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 it may um it, it just may seem like it's going to take too much of our time but folks there's nothing more important that i can say to add to scripture so let's let's look at these verses this is a lengthy passage but profound and it lays all of these aspects that we've talked about out um for us and so We see in verse 3, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ, just as He chose us. There's that word, chose. God chose us in Him before the foundation of the world. That's the word for elect, okay? The election. He chose us in Him before the foundation of the world that we would be holy and blameless before Him. In love, He predestined us to adoption as sons through Jesus Christ to himself, according to the kind intention of his will, to the praise of the glory of his grace, which he freely bestowed on us in the beloved. Look at verse 7 now. In him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of our trespasses according to the riches of his grace, which he lavished on us in all wisdom and insight. He has made known to us the mystery of his will, according to his kind intention, which he purposed in him with a view to an administration suitable to the fullness of the times, that is, the summing up of all things in Christ, things in the heavens and things on the earth. In him also we have obtained an inheritance, having been predestined according to his purpose, who works all things after the counsel of his will, to the end that we who were the first to hope in Christ would be to the praise of his glory. In him you also... After listening to the message of truth, the gospel of your salvation, having also believed, you were sealed in him with the Holy Spirit of promise, who is a given or who is given as a pledge of our inheritance with a view to the redemption of God's own possession to the praise of his glory. And he goes on from there. But that's just a reminder, that's all one verse. I mean that's one sentence, rather. It's not one verse, it's eleven verses or so there, right? But it's one long sentence, and that's a sentence that only God can write. I mean, it's got, it's got God's sovereign election therein, His predestining us, His adopting us, His lavishing on us, right? All of the riches of His grace. But also, it, it contains in verse 13, our response. And so this is, again, how the call of the gospel 
gospel comes out and how we have to respond positively to the gospel message. And so our part in verse 13 is listening or hearing, right? We hear, we listen, and we respond, right? We believe in him. And then we're sealed by the Holy Spirit. It gets back to his part again. But that is a motivation for praise. That is motive for praise, my beloved. God does the saving. He is the one who is responsible for the saving. He does the maintaining of the saving as well. God holds our salvation. He holds us in his mighty hand and nothing will snatch us according to John chapter 10. No one or nothing can snatch us out of his hand. And so we see that. So we have reason to give thanks. 1 Thessalonians 1 verses 2 and 4 talk about this as well. 1 Thessalonians chapter 1 verses 2, 3, and 4. We give thanks to God always for all of you, making mention of you in our prayers, constantly bearing in mind your work of faith and labor of love and steadfastness of hope in the Lord Jesus Christ, in the presence of God our Father, knowing, beloved of God, His choice of you. It's a reason to be thankful that God has chosen us unto salvation. Another thing we see, another a result, is how, how we put some action on our part, at least, for the election process because it's of God. Remember, God does the electing. He does the saving. But it's a motive for praise. And secondly, it's a source really of, of comfort, of just practical comfort for us. And we see that in Romans chapter 8. We read many of these verses earlier, so I won't read them all again, but verses 31 through 39, where Paul says, What shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son, but delivered him over for us all, how will he not also with him freely give us all things? Who can bring a charge against God's elect? God is the one who justifies. He is the one who condemns, uh, or who is the one who condemns, rather. Christ Jesus is he who died, yes, rather, who was raised, who is at the right hand of God, who also intercedes for us. Who will separate us from the love of Christ? And then it goes on and and and, and says, um, uh, I'm convinced that neither death nor life or angels or principalities nor things present or things to come, no powers or height nor depth or any other created thing will be able to separate us from the love of God which is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. That's a powerful verse, dear friends. Please cling on to that. Election is a source of comfort, of practical comfort, knowing that nothing will separate you from God. You've been chosen by God, and He will hold on to you, dear friend. John 10 says the same thing, verses 27, 28, and 29. My Father who has given them to me is greater than all, and no one is able to snatch them out of my Father's hand. Folks, are you a someone? (laughs) If you're someone, then you're no one, according to this verse. Okay, now I know that sounds kind of kind of odd, and uh, I mean, I'm, I'm just I'm I'm shaking my head here how I ordered that. But listen, if you're a somebody, you're part of the nobody then that will be able to separate you from God. That can separate, that can snatch out of the hand of God. You can't snatch someone else out. They can't snatch you out. And dear friend, listen, you can't snatch yourself out. If you have been chosen by God, then you belong to God and you will be God's, period. Finally, um, there's just another thing or two here that we can just mention very briefly before our time is done. Election is an incentive for righteous behavior. You've been chosen by God. Dear friend, live up to the name. Live up to the choosing. Colossians chapter 3, verses 12, 13, and 14 say this. So as those who have been chosen of God, holy and beloved, 
put on a heart of compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience, bearing with one another, forgiving each other. Whoever has a complaint against anyone, just as the Lord forgave you, so also should you. Beyond all these things, put on love, which is the perfect bond of unity. Dear friends, election is an incentive for you and I to live righteously. It's an incentive for righteous behavior. Just note John 15 verses 16 and 17. John 15 verses 16 and 17. Check that one out sometime soon, will you? Philippians chapter 2 verses 12 and 13. So as my beloved, just as you have always obeyed, not as in my presence only, but now much more in my absence, work out your salvation with fear and trembling. For it is God who is at work in you, both to will and to work for his good pleasure. You've been saved. You've been chosen by God to live godly. Now do so. Do so. Live godly, dear friends. And Second uh, Thessalonians 2, verses 13 through 15, talk about that, as well as Second Peter 1, verses 3 through 11. His divine power has granted us everything pertaining to life and godliness through the true knowledge of him who called us by his own glory and excellence. And then it goes on beautiful description of how we should live now. So finally, just note this one last thing. One of the effects, one of the one of the one of the responses to this election of God is this. That election is a stimulus to preaching of the gospel. And you may think, well hey, if God's choosing people to be saved, why do we bother witnessing? Why do we bother telling people? Because, dear friend, as we said, Election does not do away with the means of salvation. There is still a gospel message to be presented, and there is a response to be made. Second Timothy 2.10 says, For this reason I endure all things, for the sake of those who are chosen, so that they also may obtain the salvation which is in Christ Jesus, and with it eternal glory. Dear friends, the fact that God chooses an elect does not prevent, it does not stop, it does not thwart, it does not undermine the preaching of the gospel. In fact, it empowers the preaching of the gospel. The fact, the reality that God has chosen some to be saved is the reason, it is the mandate, it's the power behind our gospel witnessing efforts. We preach the gospel knowing that the elect will respond to the gospel call. So, dear friend, are you sharing Christ? If not, get out and share the gospel with people today. Until next time, God bless you all. We'll see you again soon. Thanks for listening to today's broadcast of Contenders Radio with Pastor Kevin Inman. For more information on this or other broadcasts, please log on to our website, contendersradio.com. That's contendersradio.com. You can also find us on the web at kevininman.org. That's kevininman.org. There you will find podcast episodes, blog posts, study helps, and more. You can also follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Thanks again for listening, and may God bless you in your pursuit of the truth.